Hello, my name is Tapio Maseba and this is the Commercial Awareness Podcast. There have been a number of stories lately revolving around one topic, data. The creators of Netflix documentary The Great Hack, a documentary outlining the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica scandal, say that data is the world's most valuable asset. I feel like data is a theme or topic this podcast is not given enough attention to, and I can only remember one story specifically mentioning a fine for a data breach, and that was in episode 14.5, in which the Information Commissioner's Office, or the ICO, fined Bounty. Bounty is a company known for providing information packs and goodie bags to pregnant women for free throughout the UK and within NHS hospitals. Free, however, was a qualified word considering that Bounty unlawfully sold the info of the pregnant women to 39 different credit reference and marketing groups and were fined £400,000 for it. I summarized the story when I explained it on the podcast Instagram page as, quote, when something is free, you are the product, end quote. And though that may be true, this was probably a reflection of how jaded I personally became about data after all of the data breaches and fines. But frankly, this is a topic so significant in this digital era that it would be remiss of me to not address it. So, what other stories have we seen lately? British Airways is to be fined more than £183 million by the ICO, the same office that fined Bounty. The fine is as a result of British Airways not having proper data protection measures, and hackers stole the names, payment cards, addresses, and travel booking information of up to half a million customers. The GDPR allows a fine of up to 4% of a company's annual global turnover, but this amounts to 1.5%. We get a first glimpse into why data breaches mean so much and what the Information Commissioner stated when levying the fine, which was, quote, People's personal data is just that, personal. When an organization fails to protect it from loss, damage, or theft, it is more than an inconvenience. The law is clear. When you are entrusted with personal data, you must look after it, end quote. A similar story of much larger magnitude was in the U.S., when Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC and Equifax, a credit score agency, agreed as part of a settlement that Equifax pays $700 million, or £561 million, as a result of a data breach in 2017, in which they also failed to take reasonable steps to protect personal information, but not of 500,000 people, but 147 million people. This data amounts to 145.5 million Social Security numbers, 209,000 payment card numbers, and 147 million names and dates of birth. The ICO fined Equifax £500,000 for the 15 million UK citizens exposed in the same attack. Granted, it's not just data breaches. We also have exposés from former contractors of large tech companies telling us that, for example, Apple has human workers listening to recordings from our interactions with Siri to grade how helpful Siri was and how it can be improved, as invasive as that may be. We hear similar stories from Google Assistant and Amazon Echo's Alexa and how human workers sometimes catch private conversations as these Internet of Things home hubs are always listening for their commands. Articles like this may have even led to a story coming from Germany, in which schools in the German state of Hesse will no longer be able to use Microsoft's cloud-based Office 365. This is after Microsoft closed their German data center in August of 2018 and as a result, there is a risk that the user's data would be accessed by U.S. authorities. One can see from this headline how a fear of being spied on can now affect overseas performance of a product. It was also reported that a number of months ago that the Irish Data Protection Commissioner has begun a GDPR probe into Google's handling of the personal data it tracks for its ad tracking system. 
It's safe to assume that similar ad tracking checks are being asked of Facebook and other social media websites and search engines. In case you don't know what ad tracking is, if you've noticed, every website you've gone on since the GDPR rules has had to ask for your consent to use your data, and ultimately, that again is consent to keep your personal data, track some of your interests, and sell it to ad partners so that those partners can tailor advertisements to you. This shows us that there are a number of levels to data and ultimately can help us understand why data is so important, what are the pitfalls of it, and ultimately my opinion on it. Now, the levels of data. First, arguably the most innocent on the surface, but still potentially invasive, the ad profile. The cookies we consent to on any website we visit allows advertisers to know what your interests are, what your hobbies are, and ultimately, what products you like in relation to those interests and hobbies. Once your profile is built, the advertisements you see are more tailored to you. Then there's the personal data we give online vendors to purchase items. This data is more sensitive and can result in large fines like we saw in British Airways and Equifax's cases, as the information is so sensitive that there is a larger obligation on the holders of it to protect it, to protect people from identity theft, fraud, and so on. Finally, there's the ideological profile that we have not mentioned. In terms of commercial awareness, it is not entirely relevant, but provides us with some clarity as to the importance of data. From my perspective, the ideological profile is the root of the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica scandal, and generally what the Facebook and French police arrangement may result in, as reported in episode 18. For the former, that is the Facebook-Cambridge Analytica scandal, it is the information of your ideology and views, and with that information, show fake stories in your social media feed to influence opinion and, in that instance, an election, giving us a glimpse into how one's personal data can result in social engineering. In terms of the latter, which was stated in episode 18 that Facebook recently agreed to give the French police the user data of those suspected of hate speech, it is building an ideological profile of citizens and seeing how they behave on social media as a means of surveillance or crime prevention. For the latter example, we can turn to a recent Financial Times article that reported Chinese police installing data harvesting software on ordinary citizens' smartphones during routine security interactions. Obviously, this is a much bigger step than Facebook handing the police examples of hate speech, but it feeds into how data can be used for surveillance as well. So, why does this all matter? Beyond your personal data being personal, and the invasive nature of just how much must be known about you for your ads to be tailored to you, the other examples tell us the dangers of what can go wrong when our data is in the wrong hands. Also, it can be assumed that not everyone is willing to manually remove their consent to be tracked from all ad trackers on every website they visit if they do see ad tracking more invasive than it is convenient. Therefore, though the GDPR requires consent from a user of how their data must be used, the layperson may instead be acquiescing, but still clicking I agree so that they can see the rest of the web page. Furthermore, the Cambridge Analytica scandal showed us at least my first encounter with literal social engineering in this digital age. Facebook were fined £500,000 by the ICO and $5 billion by the FTC. That is the FTC's second largest ever fine. However, it is interesting to see that as part of the new rules Facebook must adopt, there is still no limit over what data a third-party user like Cambridge Analytica can use or access once a disclosure is made by Facebook to a user that a third-party user may use said data. Take that how you wish to. I will not speculate over what else could be done with our data, as what's already been done is intriguing enough. 
But for the reasons I've listed and many others, our data and the data of consumers and customers is more significant and lucrative than ever, and as a result, stories of any breach should be taken seriously. Now, as promised, what's my opinion? Where do I stand? For a long time, I conceded that there probably already exists on the internet a very clear profile about who I am and what I'm interested in, considering I've had an internet footprint from a young age, probably starting with the Facebook profile, then YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, Gmail, Yahoo, Instagram, Reddit, and so on. Many a time, algorithmic learning about my interests has resulted in me seeing a number of products I'm actually interested in marketed to me, and more often than not, I saw it more convenient than invasive. However, as breaches mount, it has made me more aware about the amount of online forms I fill, who holds my data, and whether I trust those holders of my data. Ultimately, it boils down to this for me personally. By all means, show me what clothes you think I might like, but please don't illegally sell my information to a credit agency or influence an election. On the surface, was this very commercial awareness-centered? Arguably not. But I feel a conversation as basic as this, why a topic matters, can help us form an understanding about a topic in general and refine our lens as we see more stories related to it. Thank you for listening. Credit for this episode goes to Madmita Murgia, Mark Sweeney, Chime Gartenberg, BBC News, James Vincent, John Porter, Russell Brandom, Christian Shepard, and Yuan Yang. This has been the Commercial Awareness Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, share, follow, or subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you heard the podcast on. Please follow the podcast profile on Instagram at comawarepod. And if you liked this episode, please be sure to let me know in your ratings or the podcast Instagram page. Good luck in any applications.